0: we Welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us, we have Games Editor Mark Kalaroff.
1: Go buy eShop games. It's the last week. The clock
0: is ticking. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes, the Nintendo uh, eShop will be shutting down March 27th, so get those eShop games in quickly. Uh, Also with us, Indie Games Editor Campbell Gill.
2: I got nothing. Which I think will be a recurring theme for this episode. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Fair enough. And uh, someone who has something returning superstar, uh, writer Marty Allen.
3: Superstar? You're a superstar. Go on. That's what I got.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Marty, thank you so much for, for coming back again to talk about Nintendo games and everything that that entails. We appreciate you.
3: Always my pleasure.
0: Um, well, uh, damn, I feel like, I feel like we, oh, man, I feel like it's a, a wasted opportunity to, uh, to not talk about the eShop just because Mark just mentioned it, but, um, mm. it's kind of a, kind of a moot point, I guess. Um, any, anything you're going to grab last minute before, before it shuts down?
1: Uh, let's see. I do want to grab Pushmo and maybe Dylan's Rolling West. I never got to play that game. And then the other one was a uh, on final box boy game. I want to grab those all those. Shirts. Yeah.
0: Not bad. Uh, yeah, I recently uh, a bunch of Capcom games went on sale recently for like $3 a pop. So I picked up all the Ace Attorney games, um, some Resident Evil game I'd never heard of, and Monster Hunter uh, for $3 each just because it was like, why not? Oh, and uh, we should also mention that Yacht Club Games' is, uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove is on sale for $4.50 as well. Good deal. If you are a great deal. It's a phenomenal game. Great collection of games for for very cheap. Uh, what about you, Campbell, Marty? Anything you guys are gonna try to grab before the eShop? Wii U, 3DS, anything like that? Also
2: um, gonna hop on the Pushmo just because I've been whining. Okay, what
0: is page. Pushmo? Everybody's talking about a, Pushmo. It, uh,
2: all I know is it's a puzzle game with a cute little round guy, and it's like man. I gotta play that. It's
1: like the layers of like the background, like you extrude them forward by pulling on them to create like platforms, and then the goal is to like climb up the top of the structure. But it's like there's like four layers to the background, so you really have to figure out the order you're gonna place everything
2: in. And you play as a cute little round guy. That's the main selling point for me. Yeah, that
3: that was well described, uh, Mark. That's very, Mm -hmm. very concisely said. I and there's like five of them. Yeah, (laughs) I I don't remember. Crazy. I don't have anything. I'm, I'm. I don't have anything in particular. On my eShop list. Uh, I played them all back then. I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, or are you I'm just the casually pulling this there code ten thousand years ago, <laughs> a million years ago when I was intending. I mean, I'm. Uh, is it the? It's the, Is it 3DS that's closing down? And uh, both. Yes and yeah. Wii U and 3DS. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have mentioned Affordable Space Adventures, which is a something that's uh uh kind of locked to the wii u oh my gosh i completely a,
2: forgot about that one
3: that was a really special game and it's it, the, the way that it plays it would be tricky to translate up and it's a re, it's a very special game that really leaned into the asymmetry of the mm-hmm. wii u gamepad. so that's one i have particularly fond memories of but i, I mean I, I really did i played so many of those back then and now i barely can find time to play what i want on the switch so that's me there you go yeah. <laughs>
0: Marty's always moving moving forward, <laughs> never backwards. Um, and speaking of moving forward, never backwards, you know it's time to talk about Mario Kart because uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, last time we had Marty on a few months ago, we talked about was it Wave Two that yeah. your when uh, it was your nephew who wrote a thing about it,
3: right? It was one of my best friends' uh, uh, right. nephews. Yeah, but he's yeah, effectively a nephew.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, a, uh, a we had a. Wonderful children's review of all the tracks in wave two. I don't think we're gonna be going quite that far this time when we talk about the uh, You know we'll probably just brush over waves three and four here. I know it's a lot of courses to talk about um, again, I <laughs> once again have not played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but I do have <laughs> From the time that we last recorded I did procure a copy of the game So hmm. maybe by the next what? time Marty comes on I'll have actually played the game um, just give me another six months, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's real
3: progress. It's real
1: progress. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: yeah, thank you. I, I'll take that pat on the back. Thank you so much. Uh, um, but so about to say, I haven't played these courses. They look fun. I saw some footage of, uh, the Yoshi's Island course and that looks amazing. So good. I, it's I haven't really played special. any of them. Um, yeah. Uh, Mark, you and Marty have both been playing these?
1: Yeah, I've been playing a lot online, believe it or not.
3: Uh, yeah, I have wow. played a decent amount. I mean, I played them a bunch like the night that they came out and then I just did a big sort of brush up run today nice. anticipating talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. love it. Um, this is going to well,
1: be like a multi-layered conversation because I've been nice. playing a lot online because the whole meta of the online like has been completely changed because they altered the stats of certain carts and characters. Oh. So now oh, back then the Waluigi riding like the Wiggler car was yeah. everything but now it's completely obsolete like huh. now there are so many combinations you can use and it's just really like because before i loved playing online mario karty deluxe when it came out but the problem was that you'd go into every single room especially the ranked matches and it would just be waluigi wiggler and there was nothing else it was just everyone was driving that cart and it like annoyed me and that's why i stopped playing but now i've been playing all week because it's like there's so many different combinations that people are using and it's like really reinvigorated like my love for the game
3: that's totally wild i mean i must have somehow missed the waluigi wiggler memo um i'm still <laughs> I, I i'm i mean i'm usually still rocking um uh, uh wario with um the beetle car from animal crossing just because i like mm. it with tiny wheels um I don't know i sort of ignore that stuff and just play and i've always done pretty well in ranked matches but now that i think about it there is a lot there has been a lot of waluigi wiggler out <laughs> there i i'm curious where you're getting this inside info anyhow but um, yeah no that's been the
1: on. that's been the meta for when did mario kart 8 deluxe come out how long ago
2: it was oh. over five years at this point right it was like <laughs> it came out a month after the switch released i believe yeah. like end of april 2017 yeah, so, so we're probably approaching five years. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it was, it was Six, on the seven? Wii U as well. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, In no, like 2014. don't forget to download Mario Kart 8 <laughs> on the Wii U before yeah. you future the It's the original yeah. experience.
3: It's bananas. I mean, it truly is the game that keeps giving. It's insane that there's now, like, they're rolling out 16 more courses. Mm. And they're getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> as they as they roll them out
1: it's like the grand theft auto 5 and nintendo we're just going to keep seeing this thing on every platform that's honestly
3: so funny. that's a very apt comparison <laughs> i think truly
1: and it's so good the maps are just you know it just keep getting better and they're putting even more effort into it like i'm sure this is selling like a hot cake and they're still You know, you go online and you play and lobbies are still full even since day one. Like, there's no trouble finding an online match with this game. So people are still playing. Yeah, I I agree. I mean,
3: I I feel like that's the top line of the story is like, you know, the the waves of the downloads are getting better and better because that was a thing for us. Wave one, like there were some highlights, but it was like, huh, what are they doing here? Wave two, Mm -hmm. similar, getting better. And then wave three was like, oh, these are good like i want to play these tracks and wave four like these are bananas good like i mean up to and through yoshi's island which i'm sure we'll get to like that that's like a proper awesome new mario kart track like it's mm-hmm. unbelievable how beautiful it is
1: and they added birdo so we're getting more characters and on top birdo,
3: of birdo yes to my point of which car which which characters i use now exclusively birdo all day <laughs> birdo, birdo only
0: that's so interesting so um again i've barely kept up with with any of this news so did wave three release new characters or just new courses
1: no just new courses wave four was the first to include a new character which now on the uh the character select screen i think we're getting five more in the future because there's five question marks lined up wow which is super
3: exciting like that that's like an awesome added thing like it's mm-hmm. it's nonsense because there's similar they're also similar but it's just great for people who played a ton because it's yeah. really fun
1: and Nintendo's been a bit iffy on, like, the details, because in the initial press release that came out when Wave 4 launched, it said it's all returning characters, but since then they haven't commented on that, so no one really knows what's going on with the situation. But I, I assume it's going to be returning characters, and the way it's lined up, it looks like we're going to get another, like, non-Mario edition at the end of everything, which would be a nice one. Uh, because
0: Link's, Link's already here, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Links already here.
0: Yeah. So okay. So who's it going to be? Do we have any? Do Do I dare ask? I know this is kind
1: of a probably well, boring question at this point. No. No. I no. 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 I think I think the options are clear. It's either going to be Rob the Robot, who was in Mario Kart DS, or it's going to be Pac Man, because Bandai Namco developed the game or helped develop half of it.
0: Interesting. So it's got to be say, one or the other. I'm going to say Squid Kid. Well, he's right in end. End. <laughs> well, good. I'm way behind. Wow, this is why um, I should look up things before I talk. <laughs>
3: no, you're perfect. <laughs> the one I
1: would love is um the main character of uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, Don Chan, because he's ah, actually be in the fun. the Mario Kart arcade game. So is Pac Man.
3: Right? Oh. Yeah, Pac Man's in there too. That's right. All right, right, right. That's a good call. Can we just be, be really
2: cool. wild and put Cloud in it? <laughs> I mean yeah, he's in Smash. So. Let's go
3: there. Let's go Smash style. I'm I'm here for it for sure. I mean That'd anything
2: anything to put one winged angel in the Mario Kart truck <laughs> oh, would be amazing. <laughs> Finally.
3: Did you, guys dog see
0: that? Dog. Did you guys see that thing from a couple of weeks ago uh Power Wash Simulator got an expansion Yes sent yes. In, in Final Midgard. Fantasy Seven yeah. remake and its canon apparently? <laughs> what? I didn't Wait, see I didn't know that. that was
2: Canon. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like the characters. Like, uh, uh, so yeah. right? So yeah, Power Wash Simulator, um which Low-key, a very popular game. People love that game.
3: Yeah, I want
0: to uh, play it. Uh, I've never played it either, but apparently it's good. Uh, uh, so they, they released an expansion set in the world of Midgar in Final Fantasy VII, where you can, like, go around and clean the walls of, I don't know, the, the slums <laughs> or something. And, and I guess there's, like, characters from Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they have, like, dialogue and stuff. It's like, why not? Really? Sure. Oh, now That's i got to check this out. It's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would watch so, the walls of, of many video game kingdoms.
3: <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah,
0: listen, give, give me Power Wash Simulator uh, cross
3: Mario. Like, why yeah. let's, let's go no, to I'll Hyrule, go. you know? That, was, that actually was Mario Sunshine.
2: That <laughs> was Mario Sunshine. <laughs> Sunshine. That's right.
3: Oh, my God. That's
0: so right. <laughs> oh,
2: that's Nintendo, are you listening? Funny. This is perfect. <laughs> that's
0: freaking funny. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do to fill out the character roster. But, but Mark, you're, you're assuming they're just going to pull from from older games.
1: Yeah, I mean, the initial press release said returning that, you know, we received in our inbox, so I'm gonna say they're returning characters, because Birdo was returning from, you know, um, Mario Kart Double Dash on GameCube, and they made that, like, a big deal in the direct they were, like, returning from, so, you know, I think it's all gonna be returning characters. I think we're mostly, though, gonna see characters that appeared in Mario Kart Tour and are tied to, like, the upcoming movie, and I think we're gonna get vehicle Mm. parts, because that movie, you know has the the whole rainbow road section so i feel like it's a dead given that there's going to be some tie to that because if we can get mercedes-benz in mario kart like we're going to get something from the mario movies i feel like
0: the limit yes Mm -hmm.
1: so i'm going to say like pauline kamek you know maybe like paratrooper maybe diddy kong i would assume
3: yeah that makes sense
0: yeah just to to just to keep it keep it going um so I guess this is probably, I mean, it's for for the meat of these, of these waves of content, of course, of the courses. Um, Do you guys want to talk about these, these new cups uh, for, for wave three, or I guess mostly focused on four. We got fruit cup and boomerang cup on wave four.
3: Um, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll, so I'll backtrack quickly to, give you the my, my highlight reel from wave three please and uh let me know if you agree or disagree mark i would say mm-hmm. that the the must play tracks from wave three are maple tree way and yes. um uh the the rainbow road uh was that was that the rainbow was the rainbow road wave three uh i'm checking right now (laughs) i think it was i gotta pull it up yeah it was the 3ds rainbow road those are those were the two highlights for me and mary yes was also really sweet like um so um maple treeway is just a classic uh track from the wii and it's one of those tracks that's just gorgeously designed you play it and i mean there's also a bunch of the the car the the tracks from tour which um you know they they sort of have like varyingly good times to them mm-hmm. i think some of the newer ones are better um
1: yeah i'm still not sure how i feel about mario going around like london and beijing yeah
3: they're mixed for <laughs> me like, sometimes, yeah. sometimes they're good like there's i guess like a, a way to think about it more broadly for me is that like i can feel that they're from like a different game i don't have we've talked about this before i don't have any experience with tor so they're always like new to me but they of feel course, yeah. kind of like they're from a different game they're they they tend to be a little flatter there's a lot more direction that it gives you yeah and like character models
1: are like a lot larger like it feels it's like on a miniature scale of sorts yeah
3: sometimes it clicks in sometimes it doesn't but there weren't too many that i would like pull out and talk about from wave three um uh i'm looking at the list here um yeah but the but maple tree way from the wii is just a a jam again one that you'd always want to play and then rainbow road from the 3ds which takes place on the moon and is one of those like long tracks that never stops is just mm-hmm. so fun I yeah it's love a great track it mm-hmm. was, it's like my favorite rainbow road and it's made me realize like that i don't remember well all the tracks from the 3ds i've played so much mario kart in my life it's just kind of bizarre um and it becomes a big blur because they sort of put all the tracks in all the time but i'm like have i played this one this is this one's so good and it looks great um and yeah the merry mountain is the um christmas themed one which isn't really much to write home about in terms of a track but hey i love some christmas decorations you know (laughs) (laughs) I, i think those are the highlights for me from wave three was there anything else that stuck out for you from three mark
1: Uh, probably just Rainbow Road off the top of my head. I mean, I feel like Wave 4 kind of... I don't want to say Wave 4 knocked it out of the park, because I still don't think they're, like, all perfect. I feel like Wave 2, honestly, might still be my favorite out of all them. But that Yoshi's Island track that they made, this new original course, is just... Yeah. It's a phenomenal course. Yeah. Like it's one of my favorites now. To
3: move it over to wave 4. Yeah. I mean Yoshi's Island is is sort of next level for I think us as Mario Kart fans because it just is it's totally new and it's it's really beautiful. The design of it is exquisite. It so mm-hmm. perfectly captures the spirit of the yeah, game. Yeah. It's
1: extremely stylized just everything and, going on with the outlines and the color yeah. palette. And
3: it's a good course, too. Like, they've done these homages in the past, and they've had, like... I mean, I like all of the courses in these games. And, like, an example for me is Animal Crossing, which is, like, my one of my favorite series of all time. And I don't, like, love the course that they have. I like it. Um, And this, for me, even though it's simple, just how precise it is with its homage, the Mm -hmm. little part where you hit the little... Flower and it creates the little bridge like it does in Yoshi. Yes, Come on, and even the so sound effects good. and the
1: coins, yeah, just everything just about it.
3: So good, like so
1: good. Um, and even the map layout is extremely good. Like it's, it's good. not even just yeah, the like... you know the overall atmospheric design. Just the map yeah. in general is you yeah. know the different routes with the above ground and the lower ground. Just everything about it, just it. it it's one of those like perfect maps, like one of those few ones I feel like personally, I think it's one of the better, the best ones I'd say.
3: Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, I've only raced it a few times and I loved it instinctively. So I'll, I'll look forward to even getting to know it uh, better, but it's definitely, it's definitely like next level feels like new and special, I think for us mm-hmm. as cart as fans. Um, no, and
1: it's definitely the best of the DLC because it is a new course that they built from scratch and they're not reusing assets and cutting corners in certain ways. and, this one is just you know it's built from the ground up and it feels like a Mario Kart 8 track and I think Mario Kart 8 still has you know some of the best courses in the entire franchise.
3: Yeah, and it's amazing that they've still got you know some juice in the tank to make some cool new stuff like that too. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty rad. But I like I also like I like a lot of what they're doing with some of the other new or updated tracks too. Like I really dig um, DK Summit and. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other Waluigi one? Waluigi Stadium. It. Exactly, yes. because I really like what they're doing with the half pipe stuff there in the antigrav um you know so you can kind of you, you can play it in sort of a really cool and different way and, and that aspect makes me want to run the course more and get better at it which is a very cool feeling for people who play that game like way too much um if, for there to be a course that sticks out and you're like oh i, w- I want to run that a few more times like I, I, I see that shortcut i see that 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 part over there um those are really good and I also think that these are some of the better tour uh, uh uh courses. I really like um Amsterdam uh a lot actually. I thought that that was very fun, very beautiful, very evocative of its source material.
1: Mm. Same with Singapore with going and Singapore over too. um yeah. I'm going blank on the building's name, but it has uh, like the four tower structures. Yeah. like the huge roof.
3: I know, I know, I can't think of it either. Um, but it's really good. Uh, that Singapore's good too, um, and so is. Uh, I thought Bangkok was actually pretty fun too, right? Am I right? About yeah, that? Bangkok yeah, Bangkok too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think. I, I think I prob. I hear you on wave two, also being good. But I think that wave four is the best that they've done. I I feel like they're getting better and better. Oh yeah, definitely. They're yeah. just doing a better job with each course, with the level of polish. <laughs> you know, and the only the thing I don't too. like.
1: Is that they keep going back to some like these basic maps like the Mario circuit like I love Mario circuit from you know Mario Kart DS it's such a classic but like is this necessary like having another one of these like it feels like a really a big wasted spot. I mean
3: I get it I totally hear you you know Mar- and that I, that's such an interesting one to talk about that particular Mario circuit because like. I and I really actually, like that map. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. That's the thing, right? Like, and, and that's why I'm like, well, I think it's kind of cool that it's here. Like, it's a super fun course to whip around really fast. I haven't yet done it on 200, but I'm pretty sure that's going to oh, be like so awesome good. on 200. Yeah, and so good. Like it looks, it looks really pretty. They added like a tiny little section that's like really neat, mm-hmm. um and there's like a wiggler on there now, and yes. you're like, oh hey, and he like and like they added like little things like you know you, the first lap the wiggler's like off to the side, and then the second lap he's like waking up, and then the third lap oh no there he is on the track, and like little things like that go a long way for me mm-hmm. to make me really appreciate it. But I also I I do really hear what you're saying though too, where it's like it's it is a very simple track. Um, I yeah. if they were reinventing
1: like it. it with like a lot of stuff like that, like if that yeah. like the Wiggler example, if that was yeah. like all over the course, I'd be so for that. But in the end, it's kind of like here's like another very basic like mushroom cup map that you would expect for like a beginner to start out in. It's still a lot of fun, but it's just like at this point in the game, especially people who are playing the DLC, I feel like yeah. you know. These are more, I don't want to say diehard Mario Kart fans, but they're certainly more invested in it. And I feel like Mm -hmm. doing these more basic courses, they're good to have in the mix. But considering we've been getting so many of them, it kind of feels just like a wasted opportunity. Even though, again, (laughs) I love this map. Like, it's still one of my favorites from DS. But it's like, I kind of look at it, and I'm like, do we really need it?
3: I hear you, but I mean, I think that sometimes those simpler maps, like if they're well executed, they you know they've they've got some room for like subtle mastery to them. And oh, definitely, so yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Um, like I mean, two hundred Riverside... CC make them, you know, it makes yes. them worthwhile.
1: Yeah, that's the big yeah. thing.
3: Uh, Riverside. What do you think about the update of Riverside Park? I, I actually ended up really liking that. I was surprised because Yeah,
1: Riverside Park is good.
3: It, f- it felt like it was going to have a similar thing. And it does. I mean, like, this is the thing with some of them. They're short um, because their source material is short, but they're like beautifully updated in a really caring way. Um, Riverside Park has like a. And a, oh man, you know what I want to mention is how much are they knocking out of the park the soundtracks, too? Like, some yes. of these tracks. <laughs> they're all have phenomenal. Yeah. Absolute bangers on them. Just like, I mean, it just so good like some of the tunes are just so good it's ridiculous um but yeah Riverside Park and um, Boo Lake kind of have that going on with them where they're like mm-hmm. they're very much old school tracks that kind of only exist in the deeper recesses of your Mario Kart mind but of I don't know. I,
1: yeah, I, I, they're I from think, Mario Kart, you know, on the Game Boy Advance. It's like these yeah. things are going to be, you know, they have a lot of creative room with them in terms of remastering yeah. them because they're just flat tracks. And now, you know, you have anti-gravity and underwater. And it's like they have all this cool stuff that they can experiment with and really make it a lot better.
3: And Boo Lake they did a cool job with too. Um, but it's also like, yeah, it's not exactly thrilling. I don't know. I'm just like, it's neat <laughs> to have them in the mix. But it's getting to the point where there are so many too where you're like, I don't... I, 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 yeah, I, I hear you. But I also think, like, they only probably have so much bandwidth to give us so many yoshi's islands it's just such a funny space to be in. of course we've lived with for like i mean how it's like 15 years old now or something it's just like it's just Mm -hmm. such a weird state to be in like we want a new mario kart but clearly we're not going to get one so this is i'm honestly
1: i'm shocked that they don't advertise this more because i feel like this should be like a huge selling point for Mm -hmm. the switch online expansion i was gonna
0: say especially for the online expansion pack just Mm because like it's so it's it's so much value for for um you know and, and it's practically games, you know? doubled
1: the size maybe even more it might have even yeah. you know i don't it want to say have. tripled but it's certainly more than doubled the size of mario kart 8 which is when fantastic it ends, yeah,
3: it'll have doubled the number of tracks yeah that's that's what the end,
1: end is insane be. yeah. practically it's being sold well. a whole nother mario kart
3: <laughs> and i think that that's their philosophy behind it but yeah they i mean nintendo and advertising Whatever we could try to piece together that magical puzzle yeah. for our lives. We've lived it. <laughs> Talked I about mean, that Splatoon
1: DLC yeah, the other week. Knows. Yeah.
3: They're doing just fine right now, so they just kind of do whatever they want. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens when they release an inscrutable device that nobody wants to buy for no reason again. But
1: <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, I'm ready
3: for e-reader 2. Let's go. <laughs> Virtual Boy 5000, the living
0: right. AI. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that sounds pretty great. Um, yeah, so listen, it sounds, like a, it sounds like a great expansion if you already have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and you have the uh, Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, like, sounds like this is the, the place to, to recommit to, uh, to playing Mario Kart. Um, and that's, it's interesting to hear about the online stuff, Mark, because I, I, <laughs> I always forget that there's an online component to these games. Uh, just Mario Kart's
1: super competitive too
0: No, I know, I, I believe it Like the, the only game that I play online is Elden Ring <laughs> I, don't play, <laughs> I don't play anything else online um, And even that just for the messages Not even to, to like do PvP or anything So I, I always forget that like Oh yeah, people play games online multiplayer Like, of course uh, So it's, it's encouraging to hear that it, it seems as though um, It's kind of reinvigorated the meta I think that's very cool mm-hmm.
1: I do wish though that they would kind of overhaul A lot of the online stuff like You know basic stuff like when my friends and i go to play it's like we all have to hop in on a lobby but it's not like we all go in at once and we get to play together immediately it's more like one person jumps in and then the other person goes to join game and you just have to hope to god that like a slot's open like small stuff like that annoys me and i really hope that they fix it but i just like i don't expect them to (laughs) sure it would make it would truly make Mario Kart 8 perfect if they fixed stuff like that. Because the online, I have never had an issue with. I'll still say it to this day. I've never had an issue with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It is.
3: It, it, I mean, I play it online, too. And, I, and like you, Cameron, I don't play too many games online. But I do play that occasionally um, and try to hold my own with the kids out there. But, um... <laughs> uh it works yeah it works exceptionally well especially considering like the the you know what they're trying to deal with with the kind of elasticity of that the, the the functionality of the game it's it's pretty interesting that they keep that working well but yeah it's like one of the first nintendo games that worked well online am i am i right about that maybe no you're definitely right yeah um, definitely yeah, that and splatoon i think we're we're kind of but now now they're old you know i'm fine so great we have splatoon has iterated and updated and it's 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 doing it well but mm-hmm. mario kart's still kind of like resting on the thing that finally worked well for nintendo way behind everyone else yeah it could definitely ago. use yeah. an upgrade yeah. yeah they could but they won't <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe the next one or they'll keep maybe the, the same system they'll just sell mario kart 8 deluxe deluxe
0: Deluxe, deluxe. Oh my God! It's that's what it's gonna be. Uh, do we know how many more waves are left? Two so more. this is
1: yeah, this is a complicated thing where they're saying two more. But the thing is that if you look at the new trailers, all the advertising that said you know you'll be getting waves till twenty twenty three, the end, and there's mm-hmm. waves one through uh, one through six, and it's like that's all gone. That's nowhere in the new oh, trailers.
0: Just, they 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 changed some of the marketing.
1: Yeah. So but it looks like you know maybe. They're hardwired yeah, into the. More.
3: They're hardwired into the. Well, they, they could do more, but they're hardwired into the code. These, at least these two waves are. So there's like two slots that are like, you know. Yes, cups they're gar- You know, we're guaranteed to see two are coming Yes, and you know, the, the, so those are definitely going to come. Uh, but there could
1: be more after, which they would be. They could do a whole other insanity yeah, they could, <laughs> if they, they did.
3: Could. There's cool. more tracks that they could definitely update. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's an endless bank of this stuff.
1: If they want to make this like the Smash Brothers Ultimate of Mario Kart, get everything in there. Yeah, I think that's basically what they're doing
0: here. I was going to say, at this point, like, why not? Um, I love it. Uh, We could probably call it there, unless there's any other uh, fantastic things you want to mention about this this
3: additional Mario Kart content. Just to avow my my endless love of Birdo and my gratitude (laughs) for, for their return. Birdo, right.
1: Ironically, Birdo. I always use Yoshi, so I'll put that at the forefront. I always, <laughs> sim- pretty I always, similar
3: racer build there. You can, you I always
0: can shipped Birdo and Yoshi, and I don't Hershey. know if that's, I don't
3: Aww, know if that's I canon that. or not. I, I
0: Listen, I, was there both kind of like dinosaurs? Like, I don't well, know.
3: And Yoshi would grab Birdo's little egg belly and, and, what and swallow it up. <laughs> I'm here for
0: that. I don't know. I, I don't know how biologically that would work, but I, I think it's. I, I don't that's, know if they're the same species or what, but it's. I think it's all great. Right. I mean, yeah. That's how that's how scary. love works, right there. I'm scared <laughs> over you. here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Incredible. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. Barty's going to tell us about a game he's been playing called Dredge. So da, stay tuned. So uh, Marty, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast my line over your way. Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> so you've been playing a very fascinating sounding game that is called Dredge. Dredge. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about that? Kind of kind of walk us into it because uh, Campbell and Mark don't know anything about this game. I only know very little about the structure of it. So why don't you kind of give us the give us the the bird's eye view?
3: Despite my deep desire to do so i will i will refrain from doing it all in a in a, in a piratey voice um <laughs> i'm a little uh, disappointed to be honest well all right then dredge oh, is boy. a fishing yeah. simulator now. <laughs> You know, I was once cast as uh, a Quint from from uh, Jaws and Jaws the Musical, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> hold on. What? No. Now we need the story. No, no, no. On the on the story. Are, no this, this is, is not no. another story. We are pushing wrong. past that. <laughs> no, we have to
1: push tragedy aside. I need to know. Did you? You know? Did you have to like hold on to the boat as you were going down?
3: Yes, yes, I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There was a dance number with a shark. It was great. Um, So, okay,
3: okay, okay. So, Dredge is, uh, uh, it's a fishing simulator set in a world that is uh, sort of draped in the creeping horrors of HP Lovecraft. It's a Lovecraftian fishing simulator. Um, What? And if that mashup appeals to you, dear listener, just go get it (laughs) because like that's what that is 100% what they're delivering and like the full disclosure for me is that you know uh, these are two things that I love. I, I I have a fisherman's wheel hanging on my wall. I grew up on the beach. I was in a band called the Cthulhu Ragtime Band. Like this is this is stuff that is targeting what? me. Um, but we're not gonna dig into that. We're gonna keep talking about the video game.
2: <laughs>
3: um, my, I think my fuller disclosure is that you know I love fishing Sims in only the simplest sense. Like I'm not playing like bass fisherman. Twenty thousand, like but i have logged tons of hours in stardew valley and animal crossing and kirby and other places where you like do cute fishing games and and held against cute fishing games this this holds its own um you know the game loop is like really great right right out of the gate you're a fisherman who's been mysteriously dropped onto uh, like a creepy island the foreboding lighthouse keeper says cryptic stuff and the suspicious mayor implies some like creepiness and the freakish fishmonger is like talking to shadows and like but really the meat (laughs) and the potatoes and like the sushi or whatever of the game is like you hit the seas and you fish and that's how you spend like the majority of your game like the ports like the town that you get dropped into are the places that you pop into and and upgrade there and you talk to locals and get little quests and then you sleep there too importantly we'll explain that in a second Um, but most of the exploration is just at sea uh, where it all like belongs um and so there, like there's an ongoing aspect to it where like dredge doesn't really hold your hand too much. And in general, that is great. Like it adds to the mood, which it's a really moody game, really atmospheric, really cool. Occasionally that gets a little frustrating. I could talk a little bit more about that. But in general, I just want to recommend this game because I think it's it's awesome and it's unique. Um
0: if I could interrupt you, I do have yep. a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because i would love for you to expand on the notion that this game is lovecraft inspired because it's easy to say like oh there's fish people or oh there's a space monster or whatever but it's like what, what what does that mean to you how does it influence this game
3: well i mean it's just it's clearly in its dna and um so let me so i'll explain the loop a little bit more like so you hit the seas in your little like um rickety boat and you find like a spot and the fishing game kicks in and um That's still not very Lovecraftian, you know, it's like a little wheel that mimics a a reel and, you know, you try to time it and it's effective and it's fun. But so so where this it gets interesting is so the game works on a clock where a day at sea passes by. And I'm not exactly sure how I didn't clock it, but it's it's pretty fast. It's like five or six minutes from dawn until the evening. And when the evening hits, am I allowed to curse <laughs> on this one, on this podcast, I'll say I'll say. I'll say. When the evening hits, that's when the kelp gets weird. <laughs> so, like, it, it gets it gets dark, and like, and it doesn't explain any of this, which is initially like unnerving and cool like a frantic little eye appears uh, below your compass misty shapes start to like reach out at you rocks start to appear out of nowhere like stuff slithers onto your deck and you're like what is happening and then you like try to rush to a dock and and if you sleep it off you wake up in the morning and it's like another morning to go fishing so like it's got an aspect of it that's like risk versus reward because as you start to like figure out some fish can only be caught at night and you're trying to push the boundaries of like where you can get and that kind of stuff um so th- there's another element to it like the namesake of the game uh, dredge so like there's a lot of um layered on top of all of this stuff there's a lot of like little skill tree things that you're doing you're upgrading your rod and your engine and your nets and your hull you sell fish to do that, but you're also like trying to find right parts at the right parts at sea, and that's when you start dredging. So dredging is like another mechanic that is that is like really cleverly the inverse of fishing and that's how you find materials to do upgrades um so it's like another wheel and instead of hitting the little marks in the green spots you you're trying to avoid them which honestly like messes with your mind as a gamer and when you mess up dredging time passes more quickly so like pretty early on you're out there trying to get materials to upgrade you dredge you mess up and then you're stuck at sea frantic and like and creepy horror shapes are coming after you. And so it's like it, it gets that sense of so to, to your question of like how is it Lovecraftian? It's Lovecraftian in the broadest sense of like mood. It's very very creeping horror. It's very like there's something else going on here when the villagers encounter you. You know, it, it's it, it's not necessarily cosmic horror, though it gets that way a little bit, but it's very much like um you know a cthulhu tale from the seaside um yeah um so that's like the that's that's the bulk of it um you, you know it's it's like there's a there's an expected like little array of like side quests and stuff in the mix and you know in the interest of the fact that i have it for review i'm mostly focusing on what is what is the main quest and and that's like a mysterious man um, has you looking for relics and that's sending you to different corners of the map. And, you know, each corner of the map is like that kind of like its own little biome. There's like the jungly section and the mountainy section with like, you know, creeping monsters beneath the surface in these different places. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's great. It works. It works well. The systems work well. They keep you really engaged. Like if that sounds like your bag, like it's, it's good. Um, the, the presentation is awesome. It runs great on the switch. Um, the music and the sound effects are, are great. Like some, like it's great to play with headphones cause you're going to get like freaked out when you're in certain sections. Um, I mean, it gets a little horror Um, and, wow. um, yeah, you know, like I mentioned it a little bit. I alluded to it t- like tinily, like my little, little complaint is like, sometimes it's inscrutable in ways that like are difficult. the, you can tell it's a small team who made it and really stretched themselves beautifully. Like they made a gorgeous game with like really fun and compelling quests. Like the fish that you get relatively consistently show up in the same place. Exactly. You can overfish an area and then like, it'll go away. But basically like they're going to come from one place, but you're, you're also trying to like fill up your catalog of like 180 fish or whatever, which is its own side game for completionists, of course. But sometimes there are little quests that, you are required to do they're like get this catfish for instance which just drove me bananas um because it's like I cannot find this catfish you guys like it's just like it's like you're looking everywhere and sometimes it's affected by day and night and they don't give you even a breadcrumb of how you're like there's all these different thi- systems that are tied to like different rods need to be used in different areas and that stuff is like really cool and really fun and really satisfying But there's a point at which you're like, I need to get the next relic to go to the next place. And, like, there is no way for me to know where this freaking catfish is. And that's, like, a small complaint. But, like, you know, I mean, I almost almost, like hope, like, the devs hear me and are like, oh, yeah, we should maybe put a few more, like, catfish spots in the swamp area or something like that. Because it's, like, it's so small, but it can get pretty annoying. It happens in a couple of spots where you just need a very specific fish that's, like, only in one place. And it's a little tricky. But really, outside of that, it is... I, I love it. I mean, if it's the kind of thing that sounds like what you would like, which as I say, it's like a love crafty and fishing simulator. Like it's, it is definitely for you, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite targeted here as a, you know, a, a child, <laughs> as a child of the sea, a child of the <laughs> sea.
0: That's interesting. Um, what a fascinating, I love it when a game is just like, yeah, this is, we're just going to do something that's totally out there. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I also, <laughs> it, because what was that game that came out a couple of years ago that got kind of mixed reviews? Um, was mm-hmm. it Call Not Call of Cthulhu. Um,
3: Oh, there was a there was a Cthulhu. The I, didn't, City. I didn't play it though. Oh, oh, the, the Sinking City. City, Sinking yeah. Sinking
0: City, something like that.
3: Yes, I didn't play it because I kind of give me an eyebrow raise. I mean, yeah, it's it's like a little bit of a trope to be like it's Lovecraftian, and yeah. I get it. Um, but these guys are doing it right and well. I mean, I'm a serious HP Lovecraft fan. I'm a serious like old school horror novel fan. Um, uh, and w- worth
0: worth mentioning, uh, Marty, not a virulent racist. Uh, yes, like our boy. No, like our boy I'm H.P. not. A- not a fan
3: of his uh uh yes i'm not a fan of those aspects of howard phillips and those are terrible terrible aspects of him i'm a fan of the uh, style of uh uh, writing that he sort of created that's a solid call out and yes let's (laughs) let's, let's please call that out um uh but you know i'm i i've studied his, his fiction and i understand the references um and you know this is doing it well and it's not uh I don't know, it's, just, it's, it's not clumsy. And it's also like it's got a sense of humor about itself, too. You know, the the, the villagers' dialogue is, is clever. It's compelling. Um, it's not too much either. I think it's great. I think it's a really great game, with my small complaints aside.
0: Wow, that sounds... Um, yeah, I had heard this game talked about in just kind of a, a here and there from other podcasts, from just like I keep seeing it come up in places, and I've always been like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about this. But uh, but yeah, Marty, you make it sound so interesting.
3: It hinges um, a little on, on how much you enjoy that core loop of like going out and fishing. I mean, at the end of the day, right. You know, a game like this is going to be as fun as you find that aspect. Like really what I find the most fun about it is I'm going out, I'm fishing, I'm collecting a fishing catalog and then I'm finding little parts to, to upgrade my boat and my fishing rods and all that stuff. And that's not a revolution. The veneer that is on it is very cool and very well done, and, and sure. you know it's possible that it might there are there aspects of it that might actually be irritating to some people because it's like I'm out here fishing. I don't I don't need a creeping mist and a and a flock of <laughs> red eyed crows to come at me. I'm, I'm just right. trying to, I'm just trying to catch a fish, but or- I, I, I find that cool
0: or the other way around they might be like what I'm I'm just fishing like I want to be running through a dungeon I want to be shooting a fish guy in the head or something you know like." Totally. so people go the other way with it you know when, when and yeah. like, which is you know that's, as you've stated before it's not really the essence of, yeah. of Lovecraft you know it's I think it's I think the idea there's this creeping dread is, is so so integral to to calling something Lovecraftian and it sounds as though Dredge is really leaning into that so that's very cool
3: yeah what it does nicely is you know the the daytime fishing is is peaceful and enjoyable and then it gets like ultra creepy and it's just like it's it's really really sharp with its with the way that it draws out mood and and moves you forward and i'm right at the just about at the end game so um i hope it sticks the landing um but I'm, i'm enjoying it a lot so far
0: is there this is a stupid question but bear with me
3: uh is there a sanity meter in this game? Kind of, um, Mm. you know, it's, uh, I mean, I've already said enough. And like, if, you know, if you don't want to hear too much about this game, just don't listen to what I'm saying. Um, So it's honestly, like like I said, there's not a lot that is explained to you. And so when you're first out at sea and it gets to be nighttime, this eyeball appears and you're like, is that eyeball like a monster that's after me? And due to like the implication of the dialogues that you have with villagers, you come to realize that that eye is you and your own anxiety, which is very cool. So it's like, and so there's also like a buffing system that's going on where like, I know I haven't described every system because like whatever it's a video game we all know how that can go but like um, you meet certain people and they give you a book and you know one book makes it so that you can be a little bit more sane for some more of the night and so you can like push a little bit more into the night so so that eyeball that frantic eyeball is your own anxiety and it appears later and later and you sleep it off essentially um so it's like is this all in the fisherman's mind but you're having these conversations with the lighthouse keeper and the mayor who are like you're not the first fisherman to come through here you know it's like and oh a very cool you know what's a very cool element that i didn't mention which is just so so lovable about it is the inventory system which owes so much to like re4 and that style of like tetrising your stuff together and you're doing that with like your fish gear and you're in your fish and like so you, you catch a whatever, I don't know, like a swordfish at normal times. And every once in a while, like that little spot where the swordfish are, like shows you like a little glowy color and then you catch it and and you, and you catch like an aberration and it's like, there's something wrong with this fish. <laughs> and then like <laughs> you bring it to the creepy fishmonger and he's like, oh yeah, I needed this one. And then like, you know, he he's, he's extra happy because he's got like a fish with like, 18 eyes or something like it's just cool <laughs> stuff like that it's good, it's good fun it's
1: that's awesome. like the simpsons movie when the the sludge gets dumped <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: right? classic yes. three-eyed fish yeah. um <laughs> awesome well that's a dredge uh any any other uh lingering concerns that you want to uh express about not concerns but you know what i'm trying to say uh anything else fun about dredge that you want to shout out uh, no, the, the, look need... at some screenshots here the art style is very cool
3: the art style is very cool they really did a great job it's like a small team um uh, gosh i'm forgetting black black salt i think is what they're called but they're being published by team 17 who are the folks who published uh, uh, overcooked of course so <laughs> that's a that's quite the pedigree to be putting it out there and i think that they know what they have on their hands like it's a good game and it's well made if, if it sounds like something you'd be into i i do do recommend it i'm uh, you know full disclosure i'm just at the end of the game so i haven't quite finished it and i haven't done all of the little side quests but i should have a review for it um once the embargo's up i guess basically which is this week or so
1: team 17 is good at driving people to the brink of insanity that's very that, <laughs> damn yeah that awesome. is very true that's They're pretty, great at that i hadn't mm-hmm. thought of that look uh, at everything they work on death stranding overcooked
3: wait they did death
1: they did. stranding? excuse me what yes i believe they were the publisher in some regions for oh, it
2: they did like the pc port i think right
1: i think so they were the they were the publisher in some regions That's, i thought that is wild um, fact checking really this now Really, we're, we're all
3: frantically googling wait what's
0: <laughs> i really enjoyed um, all of those games
1: <laughs> weren't they or is that like a fever dream i had
3: i mean it's My... so funny like the death stranding definitely has some weird stuff in common with dredge <laughs> You're kind of so like
1: wandering funny. around
3: until you find something horrifying.
1: Maybe not. I could have swore that they had some involvement.
3: Wow, uh, who knows, uh, who could say. It's uh, definitely Overcooked. They're the they're, they're fine yeah. Either way, they there. made Overcooked. I
2: <laughs> am fantastic. not finding anything on Team 17 Death Stranding, so... Podcast. you are a game, house man. of lies Always, yeah. real time uh, journalism baby <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we fact check ourselves so it's fine uh, so you need to be
3: replaced by all AIs
2: that's oh right God.
0: yes AI AI posts coming coming soon to a podcast to say platform AI would uh, make a claim like that
3: but yeah Just, I loved uh, it and, and recommend it Awesome. Uh,
0: cool. Well, we're going to take one more quick little break. Uh, so, keep keep an eye on the website for some of Marty's thoughts on uh, Dredge. I almost called it Death Stranding, but that's not what this is. Uh, <laughs> I keep almost calling it Metroid Dredge. <laughs> <laughs> Metroid Dredge. Because I'm playing Prime at the same time,
3: and I'm like, ah!
0: <laughs> Metroid Dredge is an extremely good name for a game. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break. Mark's going to give us a little indie spotlight to round it out. And uh, that will be our show. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You gotta do that.
2: All right, now we're That's recording. Important. Proceed, Ken.
0: It, it is important to record the podcast. Uh, otherwise, you don't have a podcast. Uh, yeah. So, Mark's got our indie spotlight for the week. It's been a while since mm-hmm. we've got a true indie spotlight. So, I'm gonna turn it over to you, Mark. Storyteller, the game you've been playing.
1: Yes. So, Annapurna <laughs> offered me an early code for this game, and I saw the trailer and it was very interesting because this game is a puzzle game where you create the stories within it and i was like well that's a novel idea no pun intended and (laughs) i went to uh i played it i've been playing it because i haven't completed it we'll get to that soon but it is definitely such a weird puzzle game so essentially what the premise of this game is is you flip through a book And you have to fill out all the chapters and you could jump around to like any like you could start at the final chapter if you wish to do so or it's I should say the second to last final chapter. So you could start all the way as far as there and work your way. You you just got to like get through the entire thing. But they have these small stories based on like Sherlock Holmes and Adam and Eve and the seven dwarves. And it's like all these characters, it's very stylized. They're drawn in like this chibi format. Everything is like a 2D, kind of like a paper craft look to it in a sense. And the idea is that you pick up people and put them in the story and they give you one simple description and You have to go based on that short sentence, which is usually like five or six words And you have to create the entire story with the given panels. So you could be given I think it's upwards of It might be nine panels Honestly, I I don't it's like six or nine panels that you can go as high as but the idea is that you're given like backgrounds or maybe like an object and the person, and you have to put everything together. So it's a very, it doesn't sound difficult, but it is and my main problem with this game is they don't really give you a hint system so i feel like a lot of the times you kind of don't know where you're going wrong and you start going crazy experimenting with stuff so the reason i haven't 100 percent of the game yet and i want to it's a really engaging game and i highly recommend it but it really needs like a hint system or just something to help the player out because there are so many situations in this game and i just like You don't know what to do, you know, like you don't know where a character is supposed to go or where a frame is supposed to go Or where an object is supposed to go or what the order is because The idea is to get like a gold crown on each of them, which is doing it perfectly Some have like an optional route where you can complete the story in a different way They'll give you like a little piece of extra dialogue That'll be like and this person drank poison twice or this person ended up with this person and the goal is to get there but Again, like it's difficult to get there without the hints when the text is so minimal, which I like a nice challenge. But I feel like there's a needed sense of context to the storybook feel, if that makes sense.
3: Interesting. It's so interesting. So I forgive me if you just explained exactly how this game works, but I don't understand how it works. Like, so it's effectively like a comic book, and, yes. But there is a right. Story yes, there's title. a right story. They give you the elements of it, mm-hmm. and, and you have like to a put a it all together. Thing yes, to do, and that's And fun. it's
1: very—it's like a two-button game. It's very simple. You can erase the panel, and you can place an object, and you can place unlimited of an object because a lot of the mm-hmm. frames ask you to use uh, either multiple characters or multiple scenarios. Or there was like one I just did where essentially it's a murder scene, and the character is clearly like inspired by Sherlock Holmes. He's wearing like the deer stalker had and the outfit and all that and you go in and it's like the dutch was killed the butler was killed you need fingerprints this that so it's like you have to repeat scenes of and but figure out how this character died and how this character got here and how holmes gets the fingerprints and but the thing is that sometimes like the simple ones are really easy to figure out and then the hard ones are really hard to figure out because again it's that they give you only a few words usually five or six and you have to figure out this entire scenario but sometimes as they grow bigger it becomes more complicated figuring out the order of the story and a lot of the game i will say you're gonna have no problem figuring out but there's a good portion of puzzles where it's just like you'll try every single combination and i still haven't figured it out and i feel like like i've had to take notes on like what i did just to make sure i don't start repeating myself and these are simple like six panel puzzles so i feel like i should have gotten it by now and i don't understand what i'm doing wrong because i seem to have the end and the beginning of the story figured out at least i think so because they don't tell you which panels you have right and which panels you have wrong there are like little musical cues and stuff like that that will help you but they're not made in a way that
2: you can instantly figure it out Hmm. so margaret sounds like that even if you're combining scenes or pieces in the incorrect order there's nothing indicating that like oh they don't fit together it's still Plays yes, okay. there's
1: nothing indicating that and there are you know, a lot of these can be solved in different routes or different Orders because there are some that give you a very generic prompt and then there's a lot that give you a very specific prompt So there's a way there's an order where each one has multiple endings in a sense, but they're all the same ending
0: Interesting. It's very fascinating... well thought
1: out it's a very like again, it's a novel concept and it's something that you're going to have to have like an acquired taste to do, but if you're a fan of like Victorian storytelling and like these art styles that kind of harken to like this paper craft styled look in this old story book. Like you're going to have a good time with it. It's a fun puzzle game. It's just a shame that there's not like a hint system or something because this is definitely one of those games where as soon as it comes out, people start playing it. They're just going to start looking everything
2: up and that kind of spoils the game. Right. Now question though, I know you're saying it's difficult to figure out the puzzles. When you do finally figure it out, are these satisfying? <laughs> yeah. Are they satisfying, or does it feel like they're like really yes, dumb? Whole, like I could never. No,
1: no, it out. no, no, no. The whole page glows, and some of the story is like a little animated. Not, not too much going on, but there's like some little animations playing and stuff. It's a great feeling, mm. and you know it feels really satisfying. But again, like I really wish this game had like a hint system or something. The other thing that's really odd is that I feel like it's more so made for touch controls because they really I don't. You know, maybe I'm having, like, that cuphead moment from that guy from, like, Polygon or Destructoid or Kotaku, whatever the <laughs> heck it was. But, like, I couldn't figure out how to start the game at
2: first. Mark, this is your game <laughs> journalist moment.
1: Like, yeah, I, like, yeah, I, I was sitting there and I was like, what right, am I doing I wrong? It has a very weird menu system where you have to use the analog stick. <laughs> this sounds I'm so sorry, bad. I'm sorry, the analog the Analog stick. stick you don't you have to like start or a you don't or no, you it has like a very you have to see it in action to believe it but like if i handed you my switch and you started playing it i guarantee you it would take you like a minute or two to figure out how the hell i'm gonna get into the first puzzle
2: all right i'm flying in new jersey now we gotta test this out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know, it's very oh, yeah marty can
1: come over he's an hour away Oh yeah, that would be more cost-effective, yes. (laughs) Is there
0: there any games that you would compare this one to, Mark? No! I honestly like... like, It feels so unique.
1: It is so unique, I can't compare it to anything. I was literally trying to beforehand figure out what's like a frame of comparison I can use, but there truly is no frame of comparison. It is a very original idea that I just, you know, this sounds cliche, but I don't think it's been done in a game before.
3: Well, I mean, that great. makes me interested. I mean, leave it to Annapurna, right? They're, they're,
1: yeah, they are, stuff like that. they're kind of like the A24 of video yeah. games, what they're yeah. doing. They're doing exactly. all these you crazy that, ideas. You know,
0: they're literally a branch of A24, right?
3: They are, yeah. Yeah. No fucking f- way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, that's they are. That's why yeah. it's, like they're one a, big company. Yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> that makes, yeah, that, cheers, that makes perfect sense. Cheers yeah. to them for nailing their branding and yeah. vibe because <laughs> that, that is wow. the truth yeah, yeah that makes perfect cool.
1: sense in yeah. that case they should make neon white into a film because that would be awesome <laughs> <Ooh>.
0: <laughs> or at the very least a sick-ass anime uh, yeah, yeah
1: um, that'd be awesome wow i i had no idea about that same people who okay. made they just made cocaine bear right <laughs> did
3: twenty four do cocaine bear
0: is that an A24 a 24 movie in- big, big if true Hold on a 24 i don't know
1: the, or AI, everything AI everywhere bought? all at once did they do that one
3: that one they did do yes
0: that
1: one they did okay
3: well, that's a big success for them and that movie yeah. rules
1: mm-hmm.
0: awesome um well love it uh great well what an interesting game i i uh i, I love a good a good puzzle game I, I often find myself kind of gravitating towards quieter on the switch or on steam or, or whatever like I, I love just picking up a, ni- a nice puzzle game i'm actually uh I'll be, I'll be at PAX East this week, and I will be uh, uh, promoting a game that is not quite like this, but uh, but a puzzle game uh, nonetheless. So I, I always find myself drawn to these what? types of games. This what game is that? <laughs> uh, it's called Paper Trail. Okay, cool. Uh, which is not out just yet, but it will be, I believe it's coming out this year. So, you know, it's n- not, not a, I'm, I'm not breaking embargo when I say that it's coming out soon. No, um, I...
3: I agree. I'm always looking for something like that too. It definitely, it, I, I am intrigued. Uh, yeah, my my go-to for that zone most recently was um unboxing. You know, like those games where you're like, hmm, this is thoughtful and and quiet for when you know. So there's a lot of games, not all your games, need to have creeping horror and and be collectathons. <laughs>
0: or have you know uh infinite waves of courses that make the content limitless you know like some <laughs> sometimes you just want a, a compact little puzzle experience yeah. um
1: i do um i do want to say something interesting because i don't remember if this was please, in the press release or to on to uh say something interesting to <laughs> for a storyteller they're calling this game the genre is like continuity simulator is what the creator is calling it because they, like everything has this reactive uh, approach to it where when you put characters together, you're able to instantly see how they would react in the situation. So, If someone is killed and you're, like, organizing your frames, a ghost will literally pop up, like, in the next frame if you hadn't revived them or, like, done something like that. So there's, like, the book is constantly changing depending on where you place things, at least depending on the, you know, the chronology of the whole thing. So I think that's a really interesting approach to a puzzle game because there's a lot of moments where you're going to figure out for yourself like oh this is what I'm missing or this is a big hint towards that final stretch so that's something I really like about this game that I feel like you know will go underappreciated.
3: yeah I mean it's cool because you know I'm a gamer and a writer and I also and I write you know both fiction and nonfiction but I think about story a lot and I don't always love the way this is opening a big can of worms obviously but i don't always love the way the traditional storytelling maps onto interactive gaming and so it's really neat for somebody to play with the mechanics of traditional storytelling as a game mechanic itself i'm Mm -hmm. very intrigued that's really interesting that's very cool
0: nice um all right mark well any any final thoughts about uh storyteller before we wrap the show for the evening
1: Uh, I don't know how much it is, but if you look at it and it interests you, go get it. It's good.
0: Nice. I, that's, listen, that's about all the endorsement that you can possibly ask for, (laughs) I think.
2: It's Uh, a very,
1: again, look up how the first level, or at least go a few levels, like, into some, someone's playthrough and look how it plays, and if that interests you, you're going to like it. Like, but if that doesn't interest you, and you're a bit iffy, I... I would say wait for a sale at least to try it.
0: There you go. It's uh fourteen ninety nine according to the eShop. Gotcha. Real
1: time
2: journalism.
0: Yeah. Again, it's, it's got to be that real time journalism. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's made by
1: one guy. Oh wow! That's
0: the best. I love that. Love that.
1: Some guy him. from Argentina, if you're listening to this, you know, good job. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to some
2: guy from Argentina. I think, it, I think yes. his name's
1: Daniel, if I remember. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> someone, from Argentina. Let's someone fact-check that. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> Storyteller.
1: Let's see. I was right. Daniel. Oh, gosh. Ben <laughs> Mergui? Ben Mergui? Ben Mergui? Ben
2: Mergui. Hmm. don't know how to pronounce your last we name but daniel uh, the good job of your name
3: daniel <laughs> wow. great game daniel, daniel
2: we love you we love you as much as we are incapable of pronouncing your last name mm-hmm. there so. it is it says here daniel from
1: buenos aires argentina so nice good job daniel
0: <laughs> lovely and uh yeah i think that's as, as good a place to to wrap it as any I've been your host, Cameron Daxon. You can find some of my writing over on Goombastomp.com. I am over on Twitter at ActionDaxon. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for me. Mark, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at the Markel. that, of course, is Mark with a C, Cal with a K. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, over on Goombastomp.com, I should have a review soon for Storyteller. Um, I don't know it'll probably be up by the time you're listening to this actually <laughs> that's all i got for now love that uh, campbell what about yourself
2: yeah you can find my games writing over at goombastomp.com uh mark can i talk about the indie game spotlight <laughs> yeah yeah, it's up it's published oh it is up oh wow news to me all right well (laughs) there's an indie game spotlight out literally right now go and click it please um (laughs) and you can stay tuned for some eventually one day an octopath traveler two review whenever i can finish this seemingly never-ending game uh and if you want to catch up with me on social media you can find me on twitter at campbelliskill uppercase csg
0: Lovely, lovely. Uh, Marty, thank you once again for joining us. Anything you want to shout out? Any social media projects you're working on? Anything you want to call out here?
3: Yeah, well, it is uh, always a, a pleasure and an honor to be part of this uh, this po- this here podcast, my friends. Uh, every every time I, I join you, um, it's just so much fun, and so thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Marty Allen. You can find most of my stuff at martystuff.com. com. That's my name, Marty, and then the word after stuff, and that's at Marty Stuff on Instagram and on twitter i should have my review for dredge up in the next few days i think uh, we might still be under embargo and i still need to write it and um i um recently wrote a book about how to tie knots because that's the kind of life that i lead uh 50 knots for every adventure there's many for the seafaring folk who are who are who are braving the waters with uh non-euclidean horrors to defend (laughs) yourselves um so you know if that's uh, the kind of thing you're interested in just look it up on amazon or all the places um and yeah thanks so much for having me does that come in
1: hardcover or paperback
3: it's it comes in hardcover and you know what it comes with uh, two little strands of rope so you can get to practicing many of the knots uh, oh, right awesome. away. If you wanted to get <laughs> yeah. the special edition with a sock puppet portrait, you can get it through SockPuppetCity.com There are not too many left, though. Oh.
0: <laughs> that is incredible. I love that. at um, uh, express we're also on Twitter. We're on... What are we? We're, what are we? We're at Express Nintendo. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, follow along, all that good stuff over on the podcast platform of your choice. And we will catch you next time.